the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So about five minutes ago, maybe eight minutes ago, Merrick Garland comes out at the Justice Department and announces he has elevated David Weiss from uh, whatever his position was before uh, special agent, uber-duber, super-duper agent in charge of not charging Hunter Biden with anything consequential. Uh, Now David Weiss is a special counsel. Well, isn't that special? Uh, As I said in my initial uh, reaction, this is a benefit for Hunter Biden, for Joe Biden, and for David Weiss. And for David Weiss. Remember, David Weiss was going to be called before House Oversight in September, and he was going to have to answer all the questions like, well, why did you not charge him with uh, felonies? I mean, he was in arrears on his taxes more than a million dollars. His dad always says rich people don't pay their fair share. Hunter Biden didn't pay his fair share. He didn't pay anything until his sugar brother from California stepped in and paid $2 million in back taxes total. Uh, why did you just agree to a plea deal that was going to give Hunter Biden immunity for other crimes that you might discover in the future investigation of his tax matters and business matters? Now David Weiss won't have to answer those questions because David Weiss will say, I would love to come and answer your questions, but I am so busy. I am incredibly busy being a special counsel investigating Hunter Biden. Now you say, well, at least we got a special counsel into investigating this Biden crime scandal. No, no. David Weiss has been named a special counsel on Hunter Biden's tax matters. Oh, that's good, you think, except, don't forget, Hunter Biden's lawyers offered to extend the statute of limitations on Hunter Biden's tax crimes in 2014 and 2015 when the IRS whistleblower said Hunter Biden committed the most serious of his many tax violations. Hunter Biden's attorneys agreed to extend the statute of limitations, but David Weiss let those expire anyway. That would have been a really good question for David Weiss when he came before the House Oversight. Why did you deem it the right thing to allow the most serious charges against Hunter Biden to not be dismissed by a court of law, not by a jury, not by a three-judge panel, but to be dismissed because it's beyond the statute of limitations now because you dithered and dallied and didn't come to an agreement or a decision to charge him. David Weiss doesn't have to answer that question either because now he's a special counsel and he's super-duper uber-busy. Here's Fox legal analyst Jonathan Turley moments ago assessing the whole situation. I was not surprised, uh, but I was not nearly as delighted as I uh, would have been two years ago when many of us were calling for this appointment. Uh, They waited for the appointment of a special counsel after the the statute of limitations has run on critical crimes like the tax violations in 2014-2015. They waited until Weiss himself was accused 
of slowing or, uh, or, inter or suppressing efforts. Uh, at least uh, the whistleblower suggested that he was not able to pursue cases and didn't aggressively push back on that. Mm. So there's going to be a lot of questions here. This is occurring as Congress is moving aggressively to pursue some of these issues. This can, new status can certainly slow that process down. Why That's great. Slow it down. Don't, don't ever believe that a Democrat is doing what you want them to do or what, more importantly, needs to be done. They are doing what they have been doing since the very beginning with Hunter Biden, which is much like an offensive line on third and 20. They are in max protect mode. <laughs> they are in max protect mode on Hunter Biden. Here's more from Jonathan Turley. Weiss was at the top of the list of Congress to be brought in to explain why did you allow the statute of limitations to run? Why were uh, Biden people tipped off about raids? Why was there an interference with investigators in trying to interview uh, uh, um, uh, Hunter Biden? All of those questions are now likely to be delayed before they are answered. The other thing that I noticed was not... Well, he's right about that. We'll get to the other thing that he noticed in a moment. Uh, let me ask a few more questions. I've been thinking about questions I would ask Joe Biden. And I posed questions. Who's the big guy? If you're not the big guy, who is it? Uh, if your son didn't do anything wrong, explain to me how he's not in violation of Pharaoh when he's taking millions of dollars from foreign entities and he's not registered as a foreign agent. You're a loving dad. You tell us all the time. Love my son. My son. Oh, I love my son. Family's everything. Then why did you deem it a good decision as a parent to allow your son in the midst of a horrific cocaine addiction, why did you deem it appropriate to let him be in business where he'd have access to millions of dollars? Weren't you enabling his behavior? Those are some of the questions that I would like to ask Joe Biden. I'd like to ask a question. You said in a presidential debate that you received and your family received no money, zero money, not a cent, you said, from China. Hunter Biden is now admitted in court that he was in business with a member of the Chinese Communist Party and that Hunter started with a payment from that CCP member of $665,000. Explain. Explain your statement. Also, I would like to know why Joe Biden thought it was sufficient for the Secret Service to spend only nine days trying to investigate who brought cocaine into the White House. Are you saying by the fact that you allowed that investigation to go away in nine days, that you don't care about cocaine, that you don't deem cocaine to be a serious drug, or that you don't deem cocaine coming into the White House to be a breach of security. So there's a long, 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 long list. For instance, I've asked this question before. Why is the wife of the Russian mayor who wired your son $3.5 million why is she not on the list of Russian oligarchs sanctioned by the Obama administration or by your administration? Why? Sure looks like she got insulated from that because she wired your son $3.5 million. Sure looks like it. Explain the 20 shell companies. What services did they provide? Where are the invoices? What did your grandchildren do to get tens of thousands of dollars from foreign businesses, your grandchildren, what did they do? What is their expertise that they would receive those payments from foreign businesses? See, it's just ludicrous, ludicrous that these questions are not being asked. 
by the White House press corps. And it's ludicrous that Peter Ducey hops over the barrier, goes and asks Joe Biden a question, and Joe Biden says, ah, it's a bad question. I knew you'd ask a lousy question. And the press just goes, yeah, lousy question, super lousy question. Now, one of the members of the White House press corps is Jeff Mason. He's awful. He is such a bootlick for Democrats. He's with Reuters, which is also a bootlick for Democrats. I like Fox's strategy here, although I'm not sure it was a purposeful strategy. I think it was more a Dana Perino strategy. She had Jeff Mason on the morning news today on Fox. And since we can't get to these press corps people who are not asking Joe Biden the right questions, I think it's a good strategy to have them on as a guest. Their egos will get all puffed up. Look at this. I'm going to be on Fox. I'm a Democrat. They don't know it. I can go in and spout my Democratic talking points. Well, Dana Perino today put some serious questions to Jeff Mason. Well worth the listen. For a long time, the White House said, and Joe Biden said himself, I never talked to my son Hunter about any of his business dealings. About three weeks ago, the White House press secretary changed her language. It evolved, and she said, Joe Biden has never been in business with his son. Mm -hmm. And then the other day, she said, I've said that a million times. Okay, well, she hasn't because it it was changed. But now you have President Biden saying again, I never talked business with my son. There is a discrepancy there. Why is there such a lack of curiosity from the White House press corps about this? Oh, I think there's I think there's interest in in the White House press corps. But I I think broadly it's it's about the politics. And you can see that the. the, the But is it? I mean, I don't I mean, I don't. Do you think that the White House press corps presses the press secretary on this? I think the White House press, I mean, I'm, it's not my job to defend the White House press corps, especially since I'm not wearing a WHCA hat no, but you're anymore. There, like, but... And I used to be there in the room, and sometimes, <laughs> and there were days when I would yeah. say, wow, I can't believe they never asked me about such and such. Wow, yeah. we really dodged a bullet there. But on this one, it's like day after day, and I think that there is some frustration that, like in the New York Times, today, there's nothing on the front page about Biden, Hunter Biden, this whole issue at all, even though we have emails and bank records, but we do have 16 mentions of President Trump. And people out there reading the press feel like there's a discrepancy. And I, th- <clears throat> I think that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, A, what I said before, I think it's a political weakness for Biden. I think there are lots of political weaknesses for President Trump. That- oh, yeah. There's more. There's weaknesses for Trump. Oh, it's an issue. It's an issue. Not an issue I'll ever ask about, but it's an issue. So Attorney General Merrick Garland walked away from the podium today when somebody asked a very simple question, and that is, since he has contended all along that David Weiss, the Delaware state attorney, had all the authority that he needed to prosecute Hunter Biden to the fullest extent of the law anywhere, anyplace, anytime, why does he need to appoint David Weiss a special counsel? I mean, Merrick Garland's stiff arm to everyone saying that he limited David Weiss by not making him a special counsel was, no, 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 he had ultimate authority, he had special authority, he had all the authorities, totally in control of the investigation. Then what is gained by making him a special counsel? What can he do now that he couldn't do before? I'll tell you. He can refuse to go before Congress and testify because now he can say, I'm a special counsel. I'm, a, I'm starting my whole thing all over again with, with special counsel authority. There'll be like a different glow on David Weiss now when he goes to the office in the morning because he's now officially a special counsel. Uh, this is, <laughs> I mean, I, you have to not admire but recognize the absolutely stiff-necked nature of these democratic acolytes who continue to flout 
their two-tiered system of justice. They are not going to allow Hunter Biden to spend a day in jail for any of his crimes. Not one day will he spend in jail. And I will miss my guess if Joe Biden bears any consequence for this. And by the way, those of you who are determined to vote for Donald Trump, you're allowing this to happen. You are enabling this to happen by being persistent in your desire to vote for someone who is extremely unlikely to win the presidency in 2024. He is the most likely Republican candidate to lose to Joe Biden. The most likely. You know how I know that? Because he's already lost to him once. He's already lost to him once. And if your comeback is, no, he didn't lose. The election was stolen. Then I need to hear a plan, not from you, from Donald Trump, how now that he's not in power as president of the United States, the election with Joe Biden in charge of it, I need to know Donald Trump's plan to make sure that that election is going to be conducted differently, more judiciously. There is no way you can answer that question because there is no answer to that question. But if you run someone else, and I think Vivek Ramaswamy could beat Joe Biden, I think Tim Scott could beat him, I think Nikki Haley could beat him, I know Ron DeSantis could beat him. I think Doug Burgum could beat Joe Biden. I really do. But you're going to run the worst candidate you have to win the general. You're going to let the other team pick your quarterback. Stupid. Stupid. Stupid is having knowledge available to you and refusing to factor it into your decision. I don't like calling you stupid, but that is a stupid decision. That is a stupid decision. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling the decision to hold to Donald Trump over the other viable candidates. If the other candidates weren't viable, if your only option was Will Hurd, this aggravates me to no end because, again, I want to win. I'll vote for Trump. I'm not a never-Trumper. I'll vote for him. But he is very unlikely to win, extremely unlikely to win which means he will not be pardoned because there's no way, no way he's going to be found not guilty by a D.C. jury. No way. You say, well, a jury will have to listen to the judge's instructions. And do you really think in a district where they voted 92% for Joe Biden that that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to see Donald Trump behind bars, but uh, the jury instructions said that he had to actually commit a crime for me to, so I can't vote him. I can't. I can't vote guilty. The naive tay that people irrevocably enslaved to Donald Trump are suffering from is, and always will be, a mystery to me, given the fact that you have seen. What a Joe Biden presidency has done to our country in less than three years. Do you really think it's a coincidence that last night the United States agreed to unfreeze $6 billion in Iranian cash in South Korea in exchange for, what was it, four American prisoners 
being taken out of an Iranian hellhole and placed in house arrest. They're not free. They're not on a plane back to the U.S. They're now under house arrest in Iran. Do you remember one of the first things Donald Trump did as president? He ended the Iran nuclear deal. Do you remember one of the things that Barack Obama was all about as president? I know, it's been a while and we've tried hard to forget that Barack Obama and some of his stupid, woke ideologies existed at all. But Barack Obama is the guy who flew pallets and pallets and pallets of cash to Iran. Barack Obama, who sat in Jeremiah Wright's church for years and years and years and years, who never made a very good showing of hiding his hatred for Jews. Barack Obama cozied up to the Iranians and gave them tons and tons and tons of cash and said, oh, they'll never, they'll never build a nuclear bomb. No, they won't. No, they're not. You know, when they say they're dedicated to eradicating Israel from the planet, they're just kidding around. Those <laughs> Iranians, they're kidders, man, I tell you. Now that Joe Biden is president, now that every single operative from the Obama administration years ago is, well, look at that, also in the Obama administration, Jake Sullivan, and on and on and on and on down the line, Anthony Blinken and Susan Rice, on and on. All the Obamaites are part of the Biden administration. Do you know where Barack Obama spends a lot of his time? Oh, well, I think he I think he lives at Martha's Vineyard, Bruce. That's where his chef was when he when he drowned. And why does Barack Obama have a residence very close to the White House? Why is the press never writing about who visits Barack Obama's house, condo, apartment, whatever it is? Gee, the Biden administration, they sure seem like they make a lot of decisions that the Obama administration would make. Is that just because they share a political ideology under the Democratic umbrella? No. I mean, it's just utterly amazing to me that we have the chance to get rid of a second Biden administration, which I believe would be the fourth Obama administration. But yet we're entertained by Donald Trump's act in front of a microphone. I can't understand why you're not as sick and tired as I am of hearing about how the 2020 election was stolen from him. I'm not denying that it wasn't stolen from him. I'm just saying I'm sick of hearing about it. Because relitigating something that happened in the past does nothing to change our future. You know what changes our future? Better leadership than we're getting now. If Donald Trump would show me in his campaign speeches that he's focused on the future, I'd feel better about it. But he hasn't. And so I don't. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.